We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garibagal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. So you know how my not spawn one time was, but why? A podcast for curious kids. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah, so we're still on that train. Yep, right. Rafa is still obsessed. Love it. I was lying in bed with her one day and I listened to an episode about, but why is it hard to whistle? Oh, yeah. And they had an expert in whistling, believe it or not, Imagine you're an expert in whistling and you get that call. (laughs) Hi, we want to have you on a podcast about whistling. It's my day. My day has come. I love it when people have niches of that level. It's like people who crochet trains specifically. (laughs) There's train watching and then there's train crocheting. It's a thing. How? How do you know about this? From Iggy? Yeah, look, there's everything in every corner of the internet. Yep. And I love it. Now, back to the whistling. Yep. I wanted to share this because I thought it would genuinely be helpful for our DLs who have young kids who are like, Mummy, how do I whistle? Because it's a skill to be learned. Sure. And much like... Like my YouTube video that te- – not my personal YouTube video, but you know how I'm obsessed with this one YouTube video that taught me how to teach Rafa to ride a bike? I want to share this with our DLs. If you're still here, <laughs> you're about to learn how to teach your kids to whistle, I think. I thought it was helpful. Okay. But if you'd like to buy a crochet train, Jem can hook you up with a link. All right, Revzy, mm-hmm. how would you teach Isla and Teddy to whistle? Like I've, if they came up to you and said, Mummy, I want to learn how to whistle, yep. what would you teach? Okay. What would you suggest? I would say pucker your lips like a kiss mm. and then put your tongue on your lower teeth <laughs> and then blow air out over your tongue. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what I would say. Okay. What if I were to tell you this? Make the E sound. E. e. Okay. Now blow air through that E. So it's Yep. Yep. And then while doing that, turn your lips to an ooh. Ooh. Very clever. Yes. ASMR. <laughs> Do you know what I'm really excited about is we're now a visual and audio platform. So for DLs playing at home who want to watch this, I'll ask our editor to put it on our Instagram page in some capacity, but it's like this. Anyway, tested it on Iggy. Mm-hmm. Cautious Clive, who yeah. struggles with everything, <laughs> bless him. He got it. Wow. I know. All right, my kids will love this. Yes. So I didn't just share something completely useless no, and benign. I, I just feel like you're trying to transition into another <laughs> online course. <laughs> Should we do the episode? Yes, let's. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate Reeves. How do you do? I love. I do love a good whistle. Do you know what is painful? What? Someone who can't whistle, who enjoys whistling. <laughs> oh God, that's niche. But yeah, my husband. Oh no, it's upsetting. <laughs> Poor Hubs. I love this. Is the worst oh. PR machine for Hubs. <laughs> I feel like an a hole, but it's true. He doesn't do the whistle. He does a. Oh. You know, it's like a dog whistle. <laughs> Old man smoker's whistle <laughs> kills me. Loves whistling a tune. Out of tune. Oh, great. Mm. I will say it. There's nothing I find hetero hotter than like a fucking dog whistle at kids. 
from a dad. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Speaking of niche. No, Revs, oh. I know nothing about what you mean. Okay, so I find general like very competent, very competent dadding She hot. says competently. <laughs> I find that hot. Okay. Like dads that, you know, big dads that just football carry a baby. Mm, like give it to me. It's so mask. I know. I know I'm like on the Kinsey scale. I'm super straight. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd say that up front, but like a dad who'll be like, Oi, <laughs> you know, and like cattle round up to their kids into a car. And Revs is like, Oh, oh sploosh. Bend me over. Bend me over. I'm into it. I'm into like country roundup dadding. <laughs> What I love is that we know that Americano is a potty listener and he'll be like taking notes going, okay, next time Rebs is over in the presence of my children, wolf whistle and round them them like cattle and she will open her legs for me. I just feel like a dad who's in control of his unruly kids is going to be in control in the bedroom. It's all I'm saying. Mm. You know, like there's a very easy correlation there. I am the opposite. You like a gentle parent. I do. I would be like, hey, don't treat them like cattle. (laughs) (laughs) Don't just whistle at them like they're dogs. Come on, treat them like human beings for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, later. Like when you're watching a movie, you have like, you know, talk about toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. and like, you know, do all that too. But just like leaving the park. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) whatever floats your boat, babe. I have a bone to pick with the internet. Oh, here we go. Have you heard this new hair colour trend going round? It's called Old Money Blonde. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't, but I like the sound of it. It's like the new colour for the season or whatever. Think Taylor Swift. Okay. Dishwasher Blonde. Now, this is my bone. I'm sorry. Are we talking about Mousy Brown? Because represent, Mm -hmm. okay, I have dishwater brown hair, Mm -hmm. had it my whole life, always coloured it lighter, always lightened it, or let's not go back into my hair history of every shade under the sun. So wait, what's your gripe? I thought you'd be stoked. Well, no, because like, why now? (laughs) Now when I'm like, my hair's not shiny, youthful, mousy brown Mm -hmm. anymore. It's like tired. Like any day now I'll get greys, limp. It's been over dyed, over dried, over tortured with hot tools. I've been a bridesmaid like six times. It's Mm -hmm. fucked. Mm -hmm. It's fucked. So it's not going to be that shiny, glossy, sleek, Taylor Swift, old money blonde. It's going to remain craggy <laughs> tired mum dishwater <laughs> brown. brown yeah there was one period in my more adult life um when I was pregnant with Teddy when I stopped dyeing my hair that I guess I had old money blonde hair <laughs> I don't know Revs that was a grease train I could cook chicken on your hair I reckon I've got photos of you post Teddy with greasy Mm-mm. dishwater not post-Teddy. Then I had two kids and a baby. Okay. I'm talking pregnant with Teddy. Sozzles. Okay, okay, fine. Yeah. And when I'm pregnant, I've got the thick hair. It just, it's giving, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, like I have never been able to live in the old money blonde. And I don't think I'm in a phase of life where I can like grow it out. Can we get nuanced? Is there a sure. difference between <laughs> old money blonde and bronze? Yes. Bronde, I feel, has a few more highlights. Okay. Old Money Blonde feels like it's kind of like a gloss, like an all-over colour. It's not very, like, 
textured. But also is old money blonde not vivid? Right? No, it's no, like no. a muted blonde. It's like quiet but luxury sh- but in a hair oh, colour. Look out. It's country <laughs> road vibes, you know, like I'm not trying too hard. It's giving Polo Ralph Lauren. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All the random, who knows. I love that. Yeah. Um, anyway, think Taylor Swift. Okay. She's got old money blonde hair. Yeah, she's new money though. She's new. <laughs> she's so new. <laughs> she's so new, but so not. Yeah. Like girlfriend's been around. She's a queen. We love Taylor. If you were new money when you were like 14 years old, by the time you're in your 30s, are you old money? No, old money's generational. Sure. Salt burn, old money. Mm. Yeah, that's the colour of the hair. Anyway, I'm just like, you can't suddenly rebrand my insecurity into something glamorous when I'm past the point of enjoying it. I think you could do a reframe. Yeah. I think you could celebrate this and go, I was ahead of my time. Yeah, old money blonde. I can go back to old money blonde and save a lot of money. Isla has old money blonde hair. She does. Right? Yeah. Yeah, in summer anyway. I would call it bronze. She's brunette when I, she gets into winter. I think she's brunette, blonde rising. <laughs> <laughs> like the highlights that you talk about. Oh, my God. What are some other, like, tired mum things we could rebrand <laughs> into, like, give, like, a total yes. marketing... Like under eye bags. Well, look, elevated slob. Elevated slob. Yeah, but you got to make that like, what would we call elevated slob if we were like the marketing team for elevated slob? We would mm. call it like tailored chaos. <laughs> <laughs> no, it still sounds too chaotic. Yeah, okay. Right. Old money blonde sounds rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be like. Satorial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Trust fund leisure wear. <laughs> I love it. Let's start a thing. Trust fund leisure wear. <laughs> You're giving trust fund leisure You're wear. You're just giving trust fund leisure wear. You don't have to try. You look comfortable. Those slobby pants were $150. <laughs> Can I just say, neither of us are trust fund leisure wear today. No. And here we are man. back trying, hashtag not trying for our new video format. I was preparing for this. Mm. I was preparing for this, Rebs Gemma. is in a really cute Kavari dress. Yep. She's done her face. I feel like I have to say, Gem is in a really cute denim set. Yeah, You've done your face. Yeah. Look, I was prepared for you to go us about this. <laughs> I think it's perfectly reasonable to show up for work. Presentable. Mm. It's just new for you, babe. It's given me purpose. <laughs> No more trust fund leisure wear for you. you got to go to work. Mm. <laughs> this is my casual corporate vibe. Casual corporate. <laughs> it's giving Wall Street casual Fridays. It's Ooh. not at all, though. Like, you couldn't even, like, look at Wall Street in these outfits. No way. No, it's giving Fifth Avenue after work drinks. Way too generous. <laughs> I look more like ready for the beach but has a nice lunch afterwards vibes. Sandy brunch. Love it. <laughs> Speaking of hair, mm. I've also learned a new term, oh. which I'm very into. So I've mentioned this before. It's a ball like being a brunette in the latter years <laughs> of your life. She's a grey witchy bitch. <laughs> I am a grey witchy bitch and the white and the grey hairs stick out like dog balls mm-hmm. against dark brunette hairs. It catches the light yep. against the dark backdrop and it's like, here I am. So now I'm in a dying of my hair scheduled sequence. Yep. Welcome. Like, yeah, welcome. Like you blonde bitches <laughs> you, are like. You've got such a long time without it. Hey, I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to be Winge FM about this. I am in full acceptance yeah. mode that this is my time to not shine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And to dim the sparkly greys in my hair. Now, mm-hmm. I have gone to a number of different hair places. I'm not dedicated to one person, but they always do like a permanent gloss. Yep. And then I get the regrowth, mm-hmm. you know. But 
I've started seeing Jessie at Ray Hair Studio in Balgala. Shout out to Jessie. And she taught me about a technique that she has coined seek and destroy. Love it. And this is where she just goes in and colours the grey area but leaves a little bit of regrowth to give me longevity. And dimension. Yes. Mm. So I don't have to be back every six weeks dealing with the roots growing out. She said, you know, I seek and destroy and then it grows out like highlights. Yeah. Chaotic highlights. Chaotic highlights. (laughs) Chaotic. It's giving chaotic witch. Mm. Shut up. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Can I just say, not at all denying your reality, I know that brunettes with greys, it's the bane of your existence. I believe you. (laughs) But I never notice your greys like you know you say oh they stick out like dog's balls not to me I promise Mm. it's one of those things that you notice because you know your hair color and you know it's changed Mm -hmm. I literally never like whoa look at them greys can I take a moment to say I've literally never been like whoa revs is marionettes (laughs) (laughs) yes Never have I, I ever <laughs> noticed Revs's marionettes. Now for context. And new listeners. <laughs> and new listeners. So Revs doesn't get filler anywhere else except in her marionettes. She is yep. the nichest bitch I know on the internet. Your marionettes. <laughs> on the internet. Are, <laughs> your, these tiny little lines. Staple size. Staples. They're smaller than, it's half smaller a staple. Than, half a staple. Size on the corners of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Never have I ever noticed it. And one day she got filler. Changed my life. In her, changed <laughs> Changed her my damn life. life. Yeah. Mm. I like love that weird bit of my face now. <laughs> Let's be honest. These things are all usually just for us. And personal. Completely make us feel personal. put together, confident, whatever. Yeah. You do you. I'm just saying your hair looks gorgeous all the time to me. Thank you. But I am due for yeah. a colour. Yes. I'm very excited to get back into Ray's hair studio. Me too. It's giving lazy girl holiday. Mm. <laughs> Old money blonde. I just can't. Do you know why isn't it called old money blonde? Oh, you're obsessed with blonde. I am. I love blonde. Blonde. I love yeah. a hybrid word because mm. it says what it is. Okay. It's a mix of blonde and brunette. I just love how, you know, TikTok's in our lives and so everything has like this marketing department name. Mm-hmm. Like were you across the blueberry milk nails? No. Like it's just, it's pastel blue nails. End of. I don't care. End of story. I'm here for blueberry milk. (laughs) Blueberry. And also blueberry milk ain't no thing. It's not a thing, but I know exactly what the colour is. Yeah. Okay. Like I can literally picture the vividness of blueberries, but dialed down with milkiness. (laughs) And yes, it's pale blue. (laughs) And yes, it's pastel blue. (laughs) Do you know what? I celebrate creativity. Yeah. I love it. Guys, she celebrates creativity. I do. It's like OPI's. Their names for every nail polish. Nail polish. Yes. It's my fave. Okay. All right. Well, guess we're back to you do you. <laughs> Speaking of you do you, mm-hmm. you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? My son's personal style. I have so much time for Teddy's personal yeah. style. Well, in a way I do too. Like yeah. I love that he's quirky. He's a bit of a weirdo. He's like, creative. He's very creative. Like he's going to be an eccentric cat. Okay. Yeah. I think that's coming through, which is hilarious because he's been given <laughs> this like Ken doll body and hair and face. And he's like, yeah, I see this pretty boy and I'm going to raise it. 
and make it weird. So not weird Barbie, but weird Ken. Weird Ken. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is Ted's whole thing. Now, he loves his YouTube shorts. Rewind. Mm-hmm. Did you just say YouTube shorts? Yeah, as in the little short, like YouTube's answer to TikTok. I don't understand. It's not you. on YouTube Kids. It's just like part of YouTube that's shorts. Oh, oh. Because we're talking about fashion. Can I I just tell you where my brain went? I was imagining a pair of shorts with the YouTube logo all over the shorts. And I was like, we've we've moved on from birds to YouTube logos. (laughs) Social media platform logos. This is niche. I've got my Instagram pants. I've got my Twitter shorts. (laughs) Sorry. Right. He likes... A YouTube short he likes to watch, video. He likes to watch YouTube shorts yep. and it's a lot of like rappers and like, you know, cool Gen Alpha and Gen Z people with their style, right? Which is very Y2K, mm-hmm. which is very quirky and whatever. My dear Teddy boy <laughs> asks me so regularly for fashion elements to be done to him that are culturally inappropriate. And oh, I'm God. coming to teach him about cultural appropriation. And he just, because it's so innocent, mm. he does not get it. For starters, he wanted cornrows. And mm. I had to say, sweetheart, no, you're, you're very white. Like you couldn't be whiter. You can't appropriate someone else's culture by wearing cornrows. Okay. I was like, if you wanted, we could plait a few bits or we could do some braids. But even then we've got to, you know, there's a line. <laughs> yes. And he was quite frustrated by that. Well, I think cultural appropriation, it's a hard one to wrap it's your head around. It's a concept. It is a concept. It's one I personally struggle with. Yeah, because it's not very logical. You go, why can't everyone celebrate? It's like, no, because there's a lot behind yes. these things, especially for marginalised communities. Mm-hmm. And it is like weirdly gauche to like as a oppressor yes rock cornrows mm. you know it's like not cool he, he now wants grills oh no <laughs> my six-year-old white boy wants grills the song pretty fly for a white guy comes to mind oh my god bro teddy he's dogged when he sets his sights on something that he he's very much me it has to be today mm-hmm. and now and i want it and how can we make this happen instantly grill no i know no ted no and i was like well i guess you can use some alfoil and like make your own grills oh. at home <laughs> But I had to tell him that, no, they have to knock out all your teeth and, like, drill in mm-hmm. gold teeth and mm-hmm. no, <laughs> you know, and you've got to wait till all your baby teeth fall out. He's like, well, when will that happen? I reckon there would be someone who would design a flipper, a grill flipper. Have you heard of flippers? Like, is that what the toddlers in tiaras, yeah, the little girls I, I literally learnt that term oh on toddlers God. in tiaras. But That's it's a when- sick concept. Do you reckon? Yeah. I don't know. What? I, Can't baby teeth be baby teeth? No, it's not that baby teeth is the problem. It's oh. when they start losing teeth and they've got the gaps. Cute. So then they wear a flipper so it looks like they've got perfect full sets of teeth. Which looks kind of crazy. Oh, no, it does. It's totally crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just trying to teach him about it and he literally looks at me and he goes, is this like weaponized incompetence? Oh, like He's like, him. stop with the education, mum. Stop trying to make me a good man man in the world like I'm tired can I not just have cornrows you know is that a Beckham influence has he oh he had the Beckham okay he went through the big Beckham man bun but like the pull back yeah like you know the exact Beckham and the half up half Half where little bits sort of fall down he literally said to me like he would say can I have a Beckham 
today, you Cute. know, and I'd pull it back and he got into gel and it was like, like R.I.P. His gorgeous long hair that he cut into a mullet when he was at his dad's house. I'm not over it. I don't think I'll ever be over it. I'm not over that. Oh, my God. The only thing that I hold close to my heart is that by the time Teddy and Iggy are teenagers, the moule... <laughs> will be gone. Yeah, but it'll be something else horrific. I'm okay with something else. I don't know. Are you watching maths? No. Oh, my God. There was a guy on it last night who, like, had a mullet and a skin fade and a beard. So wow. it, it was, like, this thick beard and then a gap from, like, I would say his ear holes to his mid-head. <laughs> Mid-crown. <laughs> Mid-crown, which was then skin fade, which was then a mullet. Yeah, no. Nice. And I was like, what is happening to the world? It's still a mullet, yeah. you know? Like, I'm hoping... The heartthrob teen boy 90s curtains returns, you know, when yeah. when Iggy's a teenager. Or oh, I don't even mind the fence, the fanned fence, no. you know, where they gel it up. No, I don't I don't hate it. That's because you're thinking about your husband at that age. Yeah. yeah. And cute. you're hot for him. I am hot for him. With his, like, sticky-uppy gelled yeah, hair. Yeah, and some frosted tips, nah, you know, nah. a bit of sun in. Hell no. <laughs> remember sun in? Oh, I remember it. It's giving sync. Yeah. Listen, whatever it's going to be, it's not going to be something that we like because that's the whole mm-hmm. point of generation fashion is that it's rebelling against your parents what they like to wear and how they like to dress oh but revs Mm. we went through a massive 70s callback in the late 90s oh with the charlie's angels era but also like pedal pushes and um do you remember fringing like Mm. i had pedal pushes that came mid-calf and then fringing to my ankles how awful terrible (laughs) and then it was a handkerchief yeah, that's top. back. They are back. That's back. Do you know what? I don't hate it. Yeah, you'd it, look good in that. It's not one for the big boobs. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it's one for the small to mid-sized mm-hmm. boob girls. Gotcha. Big boobs, it's like <laughs> it's like you put a little napkin <laughs> on top of the bread rolls. <laughs> cute. Just to keep the flies off. <laughs> Shame. Really, really not cute. Anyway, I just like I think I need to find a book or like some way to get through to Ted about like how fashion can be fun and you can experiment all these things, but you need to sort of stay in your cultural lane. He would just say, why? That's not fair. That's what he would say. And it's like, oh, how do I go through the history of years of like cultural mm. oppression and minority groups? Yeah, it's with you. It's a big one. A big topic. It's a big one. And all yeah. he just wants is like blue <laughs> braids. And I'm like, well. <laughs> Does he want blueberry milk braids? If we, if we go back to 1742, you know, it's like. <laughs> Come on, mum. So you may or may not know, but I ended up going up to Cabarita. How dare you? How dare I? For a sneaky Check little... Check your privilege. <sighs> I know, right? But it was a sneaky, delicious, joy-filled four days. Good on you, babe. It was blissful. It was busy, though. Like, I, we crammed in a lot, but it was chill. Mm. <laughs> Quite the oxymoron. Okay. I know. But truly, it was. Anyway, that's not the point of my story, but do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? The aggressive mum who I thought I could become friends with on the flight home Whoa. from Cabarita. <laughs> a lot to unpack here. Yes. So we jumped on the plane with the kids and they were seated behind two other girls who were the exact same age as Rafa and Iggy. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, how cute. And, you know, they were chatting through the gaps of cute. the seat, making, what's your name? Hey, You know, and throughout the flight it was like, hey, Raph, hey, Raph. And, you know, Rafa was calling this other kid's name and I was like, this is really sweet. Um, the mum has a temper. Oh. So aggressive. 
that people in the rows in front of us were turning around. She had no self-awareness of how loud she was being, but there was an aggression to her parenting that I found very jarring and quite confronting. And I was like, oh, this is a shame because I thought we could vibe and we'd be cool with each other. But after I witnessed what I witnessed, I was like, oh, no. If you're like this in a very public space, what do you like behind closed doors was my first thought. Okay. Basically, her three-year-old was being a three-year-old, just having a whinge, having a tantrum about the iPad something. Just being a total jerk as three-year-olds are. Exactly. And she was yelling and screaming. She was like, ah, blah, 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 you know. And What time of the day are we talking? Four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. So everyone's had enough. Totally. And we're nearing witching hour. Like, I get it. I do extend some empathy towards that. I've been in the same boat with my kids, but I could see her trying to parent her three-year-old's bad temper. And the harder she tried to parent, the more the three-year-old was going, shut up. And then the mum was like, don't say shut up. Don't say shut up, right? So that was one element. And, And everyone in front of us were like turning around being like, oh, okay, calm down. But then... 20 minutes later, the kids started arcing up about something else and the same mum goes, shut up! (gasps) Just shut up! And I was like, oh, there it is. That's what's been modelled to her and yet 20 minutes ago you were saying don't say shut up. She couldn't sense check herself and I felt for her. Like I know that's hard but it was confronting Mm. hearing a mum say shut up. Yeah. Just shut up. Like, And I could see she was at her wit's end but then just take it a step further. When the three-year-old then didn't shut up, she said, I'm going to get dad over here and he's going to give you the biggest smack. (gasps) Like that. And that was when, oh, there was a woman diagonally across the aisle from her giving her eyes and I was sitting back with my popcorn just watching on thinking Jesus this is heckers whoa yeah what were your kids reacting like you know I had to chat to them after and just say hey guys just so you know well if I'm honest I wanted to be like aren't you lucky that you you have a mum that attempts always working and then when she's not she does gentle parenting on you when she can be bothered yeah Aren't you blessed? Mm. <laughs> Hashtag blessed, kiddos. You got a good mum in your corner oh my God. who doesn't say things like shut, but she was screaming mm. at them, really screaming at them. But it also made me think, fuck, it's back to that, oh, we're in a bubble. Yeah. Like that mum probably doesn't get served gentle parenting content in her Instagram feed. What do we think she does get served? <laughs> So, yeah, I didn't have time for it. Did I find it interesting? Yes. Did it remind me that there are people out there who parent very differently? Mm. Did it make me feel sorry for those kids? I was like, yes. Like, it just reminded me about the importance of modelling behaviour, I suppose. Yeah, I wonder what we do that we are so unaware Mm. we are modelling and then when it comes back to us in their behaviour, you're like, whoa, yeah, don't do that to me. And then, like, an outsider would be like, where do you think they got that yeah. from? You know, Ooh, I'm hearing my mum. Uh-huh. I'm hearing my mum observe behaviour and going, mm, <laughs> it's come home to roost, has it? Are you talking about Rafa? Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> I know. I mean, I think the most annoying thing about my daughter is that she will not back down from an argument. She will not. <sighs> it's, it's like she needs to have the last word. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's very clear where it comes from, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? 
The negotiating. The negotiating. It's so exhausting. You know, Rafa is the queen of it and I know it's a skill that's going to serve yep. her so very well one day into the future, but it's everything, Revs. Like this morning, Wheat Bix bites, okay? She ate half a bowl of Wheat Bix bites and I said, Rafa, five more bites because you're five. Now with Iggy, this works all the time. No, not with Raf. She goes, three. And I go, nope, it's not up for negotiation. You've got to have five more bites of Wheat Bix bites. You need your energy today to get through gymnastics. And she's like, no. She just looks at me and says no. And then I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, my tool chest is empty. <laughs> I, and then I find myself being a kid. I'm like, no, five. And she goes, three. And I go, four. <laughs> you know? And she got you. Yeah. She's her dad. And I'm like, what's happened? She's her dad oh. who's turned that epic skill into a career. Oh, man. I know. It will serve her very well one day, but it is like, Hard oh, to parent. man. But, okay, I really want to ask. I will happily declare I don't agree with smacking i think we've talked about this in the podcast before i just think why would you hit the most vulnerable in mm -hmm. your community that's just not but also speaking of modeling it's violent it's not yeah yeah there's got to be another way i do wonder though as you say we're in a bubble is smacking like melatonin where none of us are talking about it but everyone is doing it in the privacy of their own home you do know you reckon melatonin or smacking smacking yeah melatonin i can get behind yeah i'm like sure like a lot of people I know give their kids melatonin. Hashtag and, and we're not doctors, don't come for us. Yeah, but, but it like, is becoming normalised. I, like, I feel like everyone I know mm. has melatonin gummies in the cabinet for when their kids are overtired yeah. and like no one talks about it. Is smacking like that, like where it's used I, as a threat? Fuck, I hope not. I, I really hope not because I melatonin, there's some benefits, okay? <laughs> smacking, I actually don't see a any benefit. benefits. It's, yeah. it's bringing on shame it's modeling them to hit other yeah. people or hitting is okay which yeah. it absolutely is not i don't think it solves the issue at all of behavior it, there's nothing good that comes with smacking yeah. and you could physically hurt them like literally hurt them i'm not for it so how many wheat bix bites did rafa actually eat she had three you know i lost <laughs> that battle and i i in my head i went it's fine she had three she could have had zero i'm just tired revs it's exhausting. I love her beautiful, astute, clever mind, but far out. She can out-energy you any day and she knows it, right? Like mm. she knows. If I just double down, it'll be three. Yeah. <laughs> just got to keep saying it and she will be worn down. She's also learned that I don't keep my word. Oh, so Jen. one of my favourite threats is if you don't do X, Y and Z, and, and I'm not a bully, right? The X, Y and Z is... Babe, babe, <laughs> you're in no danger of being a bully. <laughs> you are bulldozed. I am. What I was going to say was the X, Y and Z is like, if you don't put your shoes on or if you don't clean your teeth, everyday things that we just have to do that are the amount of times I find myself saying it's just a part of life. Yeah. yeah. What's the threat? We can't go to X and Y, Z's house or you can't go to such and such's birthday party or you can't, you know, I try and use these threats and they are empty and she knows it and yet I find myself using the same threats with no result and I'm on a conveyor belt that I can't get off but I don't know what else to do. You need to think of a threat you can stick to. Yeah, but I don't want to like not take her to that birthday That's party. That's what I mean. Or... Don't use that. Okay, so what is a Unless threat? Unless you really don't want to go to that dumb birthday party and then you're like, great. <laughs> 
And then you can be like, sorry, I, you know, her behaviour's been, I have to stick to it. And they're like, all right, cool. Do you know, I once had a gathering at my house. This is going back two years when my girlfriend's kids were a lot younger. A little gather. But she actually said to me, oh, honey, I actually can't come because I have to follow through on a threat with Eve. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Like really following through. Yeah. And then she pulled out. Like, I wonder if she didn't really want to come. <laughs> That's the sound of my heart breaking. I think it might be true. You know, because think about it. Like if you're yeah. like, Rafa, if you don't put your shoes on, we are not going to Revs' barbecue on Sunday. And then you're like, Sunday comes around. You're like, well, we're going. <laughs> like, and she's like, oh, do we get to go? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm not missing it because <laughs> you, know I mean? you want to come. <laughs> but wow. respect if that really was a parenting follow. This is why I'm saying you need to think of something that doesn't affect your life. I haven't moved on from the fact that a friend <laughs> deliberately wanted to ghost me. I think you're right. I think she didn't want to hang out with me. Well, maybe she was just tired like everyone else. This could have been a million reasons, but she probably just didn't feel up for socialising I can't that day. let it go. It's because you can't imagine a world or experience where you wouldn't want to socialise because you're so extroverted that, like, you're never not up for a hang. I'm always up for a hang. Always up for a hang. Like, Jim <laughs> could be death's door like this is a true story DLs we were in Queensland Jem was DOA like out in bed snoring I have a video and then we were like should we just leave her here and go for a drink or whatever because like we can, what are we going to do weekend at Bernie's her and do at the pub at 1am and she heard us leaving and she's like where are we going where are we going <laughs> I'm coming I can't miss it I'll FOMO wait what Cheeseburgers, like she, like Jem could be, unless she's like literally shitting and vomiting at the same time, sick. You are at the party. Mm. You don't miss a social thing. I'm a yes and girl. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I've talked about this on the podcast before. If you are slightly introverted, but you want to tandem parent, or you look longingly at other people's socials, and you're like, look at them hanging out. Throw someone a lifeline <laughs> and invite them to something. But I, I think people are scared of rejection. Yeah, of social rejection. If and you're I, scared of rejection, befriend Gem. She'll never reject you. <laughs> she will be there. <laughs> it's a, I, no, I understand it's a real fear. Yeah, yeah. But it's something I've learnt from my husband. He takes nothing personally yeah, yeah he just throws it out and do you know what sometimes it's crickets <laughs> in the group chat and he's like oh well like yeah. no one yeah, free. Yeah, yeah but then often people are like yes and what can I bring or what where shall we meet what like it's a, been a lesson for me that often on a Friday afternoon other parents are at a loose end with what to do with their own kids yeah. and even if it's like do you know what I like to do is, uh, hey, we're doing this in case anyone's at a loose end. Yeah. And sometimes people are like, great, a picnic down at the beach. Yeah. I'll bring a rug and some hot chips, you know, like it's just simple and easy. And if no one comes, it's like, fine, I'm doing it anyway. Yep. Back to the friend who didn't come. I love that you turned this into a teaching lesson for us all on how to be an extrovert. <laughs> I'm still hung up on that friend. Oh, God. I don't know it's true. I've spiraled. You've opened Pandora's box. But what I'm is like, something you can threat to let it go? I can't. What if she didn't want to hang out with me? And then I'm like, what did I say that week? Did I offend her? What can you threaten Rafa with what you can actually stick to and get some of your authority back? 
I could threaten to throw out her mixy tree house that is What's a hunk that? of plastic that I absolutely hate that lives in her room. And if that could go, like, well, you'd be very comfortable getting rid of that. 100p. Well, there you go. There's mm. your mixy tree house threat right there. Mixy. Okay. Do you know what I've threatened a few times, mm. which absolutely works, is I'll throw your iPads in the bin. Yeah, but you will not do that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you... We'll never do that. I have walked with Rafa's iPad over to the bin and it's hovered and she screamed. Yeah, but the day she folds her arms and looks at you and is like, go, go on, on then. Because <laughs> I got to that day with Isla. I remember it clear as crystal. She was, you know, oh, surprise, surprise, not going to sleep. So I went into her room and I was like, if you don't close your eyes and go to sleep right now, I am taking all your toys out with me and you cannot sleep with them tonight. And she looked at me and she goes, go, go on. on. And did you gather them? <laughs> Were you like, here's bunny, here's penguin? <laughs> I was like, fine. <laughs> and I was like slowly picking them up individually and looking at her. And she's like, off you go. <laughs> did you feel like a right twat room. in yeah. that moment? And then left the room with an armful of toys. And my husband's like, what's happening? I was like, don't talk about it. <laughs> I'm losing a fight to my two and a half year old. Okay. Let's not mention it ever again. And did it work? No. Because no. she's like, I got your number, bitch. Mm. You're not going to do any of the things you threatened me with. Why didn't you throw them in the bin? <laughs> because, because you know then it's like the, ah, like, that you're going to have to deal with. I would have got a fresh bin bag. <laughs> I would have. I would commit. I'd say it through, she says. And she's never seen anything through, ever. <laughs> you wouldn't. I totally would My bark is louder than my bite. I know. <laughs> not a revelation i'm trying to help you i reckon parenting gurus are just as full of shit those advice uh, giving podcasts i reckon you don't follow through with shit 100 those people who claim that they have never used bribery tactics with their kids i call bullshit yeah i know what is so wrong with a bribe mm. it's not a bad lesson you work hard you do a thing you are rewarded for it is that bad i don't see a problem with i it. don't see a problem welcome to i don't see a problem with it <laughs> The podcast that endorses your shit parenting. <laughs> That's us. That is us. This is Revs and I'm Jem and we're your hosts. <laughs> we know nothing about nothing, but we like to pretend we do. Coming back to that poor mum, Revs, if you were on the plane, let's yeah. just say you didn't have your kids, like you didn't have a moment with her. Like I had a moment with her where we were like, oh, I kids, you know, mm. and then I was like, oh, I can't be friends with you. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. on the plane is judging you. If you were just a passenger and mm. you didn't have your kids and you heard her scream at her three-year-old, <sighs> shut up, just mm. shut up. Would you extend empathy or would you silently judge? I would. Well, of course I would judge. We all mm. judge. I'd like to think in a more mature phase of life that I would definitely judge, but I would try and park that judgment for a bit at least and be like, oh, okay, I don't know what kind of weekend she's had. She's having a bad day. It's the end of the school holiday. She's got a three and five-year-old. Like they're on a plane at 4 p.m. Maybe she's got ragey PMS. You know, like there's a lot of factors that I could be like, listen, you don't know what's going on in her life mm -hmm. but it is hard to shelve that grating mum voice when it feels like it's ticking over from attempting to discipline and just into like mean mm -hmm. it's tricky I actually had a neighbor I don't know if I ever talked about my Cremorne neighbor no 
I had a neighbor in my first apartment and it was a weird art deco building, but basically there was like a window on my balcony that went into her bathroom. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Stay with me. And she was obviously a single mum and had two young kids. And I used to hear things and I I was a fresh mum with a baby at this point. So I had no fucking idea. You've got a potato potato in a cot. Yeah. Who doesn't fucking sleep. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I had no idea about like, you know, the mental state of older kids and definitely not single parenting, but she used to say things and it just, you can't help it. Your body is flooded with the feelings of if you were that kid Yes, and she would say stuff like, don't touch my stuff. You know what I mean? And you're like, Oh, it just like, like you get, and now I'm like, I get it, but it's mm. like, there's a language and a tone to it that is like, Oh, that's just like mean. Yeah. <laughs> like it just, feels like you can see how a kid would then grow up and yeah. talk to their flatmates or their partner or their own children mm. in that same tone because it's the sort of soundtrack yeah. that they grew up with in their life. And yeah. I guess if you didn't, and I certainly didn't grow up with a soundtrack like that, it's so not normalised and therefore it's shocking mm. to hear it. And, yes, yeah, she would, like, lock kids in the bathroom I guess it was a timeout or whatever but it oh. felt and the kid would be in there banging banging or being like can I come out now you know that kind of thing and it was yeah. very distressing to hear yeah. but I'm like okay be honest revs like have I done things in my own home discipline wise or said things that if there was an audience mm. would feel that way I don't I'd like to think not but like you said, do we all really have that level of self-awareness? Like maybe we don't. Yeah. We certainly don't when we're at our fucking wits end. I really don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah. But I think that the feelings you feel in your body when you kind of feel I, it. I, uh, shouting triggers me. Yeah. I, 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 me I don't know if it's because I grew up – I think there's, there's two types of people, right? There's people who grew up in shouty households. Uh-huh. And then people who grew up in non-shouty households. And it can be cultural, like, you know, Greek and Italian mm-hmm. families. It's like just part of the yeah. way they communicate. The yeah. passionate way yeah. that they communicate. Yeah. You know, growing up in Thailand, in a Thai household, everything was kind of polite and quiet. Deferential. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's very Japanese approach. It's it's quiet in tone. And because that's what I was exposed to, when I hear someone shouting at their children, it shakes me to my core. Yeah. Like I get into this fight or flight and I find it confronting. And look, some people will go, oh, my God, you were raised in such cotton wool in a bubble of bliss, whatever. That's not it at all. It's just that I'm not used to hearing that decibel of mm-hmm. sound come out of a person. And it's shocking if you're not used to it. Yes, it is shocking. Yeah. And I always say to my husband, because actually I've found myself at my wits end with my kids and I shout, I'll be honest, I have said to my kids before, don't touch my stuff. (laughs) I actually have. Like when you said that, I was like, (laughs) that resonates. And it's always in the moments when I'm trying to get out the door Mm. or Rebs, when you and I have had to get ready for an event Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to put a face on Mm -hmm. and Rafa and Iggy are going through all of my makeup drawers, pulling all the shit out next to me, just on my feet. Mm -hmm. And I've said, don't touch my stuff. Yeah, and that's what I might have heard through that bathroom window. Yes. And that's why it is important mm. 
to extend as much empathy as you can because you don't know what the day has been, what the situation is, what's going on. Planes are hard though, right? Because you get those eyes from people who don't get it Mm -hmm. and are like, oh, for fuck's sake, Mm. I'm sitting next to these fucking kids. Mm. And then you get those people who look at you and go, travel with kids is hard. Mm. I've been there before. Mm -hmm. You know, those kind people. Where was dad? He was across the aisle. (sighs) across the aisle. Oh, my husband was across the aisle too. I if mean, they're lucky they're three rows down. <laughs> I was the chosen one, you know, who my kids wanted to sit with and mm-hmm. it's fine, but my kids were surprisingly well behaved yeah. on the flight. They were loud, they were but they were doing cute things like singing and <laughs> you're like cute to you. Were they cute to you, babe? <laughs> cute to you. Cute to you. And then I plugged them into their iPads, yeah. you know, and they were fine. Mm. But for me the biggest struggle was hearing the threat about smacking. Yeah. That took it to another level for me where I was like wow and she wasn't even quiet about it i guess there is the possibility that they use smacking as a threat an empty threat Mm. because we had the wooden spoon in our childhood literally never got hit with a wooden spoon ever we just knew it was there i like it's problematic but we never ever ever got hit with it but it was like do we need to get out the wooden spoon and it was like oh god no but that feels appropriate to the 80s (laughs) (laughs) it does In 2024, hearing someone say, I'm going to get dad over and he's going to give you a whopping big smack. Instead, it should have been like, I see that you're struggling with being on this plane right now. (laughs) I see that you're struggling to talk to me in a respectful manner. I'm going to have to smother you until you be quiet because you've left me no choice. Like, what was she supposed to do? I know, and her three-year-old was being a jerk. Yeah. She straight up was being a jerk. Yeah. At one point, the dad across the aisle said, why are you so angry all the time? (laughs) (laughs) It was interesting. Hard relate. Yeah. Hard relate. Why are you like this? Yes. (laughs) Why are you so angry all the time? It gave me so much insight because I went, ah, so they've got an easier five-year-old who maybe wasn't like this in their three-nager era, but they've got a different type of kid and they they don't have the tools. They don't know what to do with her. (laughs) And all they've got is shut up. (laughs) I beg you to shut the fuck up. But I could also imagine a scenario in this family where the three-year-old hits the five-year-old. They're like, don't hit her. Yeah. And it's like, well, you threaten smacking like yeah yeah yeah. I don't know it's complicated yeah but what do we want women to do in these situations I'm not saying you like I totally get I would have felt all the same feelings but like you know you could be just as equally judged for gentle parenting and the kid doesn't stop Mm. and then everyone's like get your kid in check you know what I mean we're on a plane we're on a plane everyone's being disturbed by your kid because you don't know what discipline is do me a favor and tell your kid to shut the fuck fuck up (laughs) Smack that kid. Smack <laughs> him into light. You know, like yeah. we can't win. I know. It's like what is the version other than plugging? This is why, hello, other generations, listening up, boomers, this is why millennials plug their kids into iPads to just not have to deal with the judgment from every fucking mm. angle that our kid isn't performing in the way that makes everybody comfortable and makes us look like a good parent. On GP. You know, like mm. oh, what do we want them to do really? iPads for president. <laughs> Shut up. And be seen. <laughs> That's it. Seen, not heard. Yeah. Uh, we all secretly want that, don't oh, we? I don't know. I don't know what we want anymore, Jim. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Should we wrap up this episode, Brad? Definitely, Rebs? definitely. I'm exhausted. <laughs> but hear me with your nuts, spawn. 
I said. Hit me with your not spawn. Do, do, do. Oh, I have a killer not spawn. Spill. I've, I've been saving this one up. Ooh. Yeah, saw it over Black Friday, didn't I? Saw it over Christmas, saw it over the holidays, and I was like, this is a motherfucking not spawn right here. Well, come on, spill the tea. It is called the flip kip. Sorry, flip kit or flip, flip kip. Kip. F-L-I-P-K-I-P. Talk it up. It is a pillowcase mm. that is linen on one side and silk, silk on, on the, the other. <gasps> How many times have we been like, obviously I need a silk pillowcase for my skins, but for it's my not hair. Very aesthetically pleasing. But it doesn't match with my lovely mm. linen set that I, you know, mortgage my house to get for the guest room. So is that the brand? Flip, flip kit. kit. Flip kit. Kip. Oh, God, I can't. <laughs> Think about it. You flip the pillow and have a kip. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, flip gotcha. kip. And it's got all the colours to match with your bed threads or your in bed or whatever, wherever you get your nice linen from. It's got the lavenders. It's got the lattes. It's got the sea foam. It's got all the colours, whites, blacks, blueberry milk, <laughs> blueberry milk, the whole thing. It's silk, like beauty pillow on one side and linen on the other. Quezzy. Genius. Do you notice a difference? When using a silk versus linen. From like my face and hair? Yes. Look, I've never gone with a silk pillow. Oh, girl. This I, is turning into a whole other segment now. Okay. But, I, <laughs> but genuine quizzy because yes. I struggle with a silk pillow because it reminds me. <laughs> do you remember in the late 90s <laughs> how we all had star, moon, silk pillows? No, Gem, that wasn't silk. What was it? That satin. was satin. Okay. It's it was so, basically woven plastic. Is that what satin is? That's what satin is. Satin okay. is poor man's silk. Okay. Silk is a natural fibre. But there's a feeling to it. No, okay. that you're thinking of satin. Hear me out. Yep. Okay, there's a, there's a slitheriness that's serpent-like about satin and silk yep. that I struggle with. Some people just don't like silk. Like some people just don't like velvet. Okay. Fine. Now if I sleep on a non-silk pillow, I'm like, no. Oh. Really? Yeah, like I'm very attached to my silk Is pillowcases. Is it because silk is made of fibres where your hair kind of glides and floats. Yeah, it's like, like is your hair less knotty? Okay, think about a hair elastic versus a silk scrunchie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, a hair elastic is like a coarse texture that yeah. can break your hair or whatever and it's not comfortable. A silk scrunchie is like it doesn't bend or leave anything in your hair. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's exactly the same. So if you do skincare, I know you don't always, but if you do skincare <laughs> Definitely or not at night. hair care, like the silk pillowcase does not absorb all of it off your face like a cotton or a linen okay. pillowcase. You know, it just sort of goes and it takes all your product. Yeah. A silk pillowcase doesn't, but also you don't wake up with creases on your face from a silk pillowcase and your hair doesn't get frizzy or knotty if you've got fine hair. It doesn't matte or not or any of those things. Sold. This is one of those beauty world things where I'm like, no, that's legit. Okay. Yeah. Everyone so needs a silk pillowcase. Flip Kip. Flip Kip has, if you care about what it looks like, you mm -hmm. know. I'm no, gonna, I care. I know. I absolutely. <laughs> I is, know you care. This product is a hundred. GP for you for me yeah but my next quizzy mm. price point I don't know I oh, didn't revs I didn't look I was just like this is genius okay but I want to know All what right, is well, the price me, point well, I can't look it up because my phone's filming the podcast <laughs> producer Kate okay from eighty dollars okay not cheap for a set or just one. Yeah, it's not cheap. Okay. But like a silk pillowcase is not cheap either. I am big on investment in your sleep. I think I would spend I think it's 150 just like bucks. a genius concept. Mm. It's definitely a female founder. Like it's just cool. I don't know. It's like obviously if you, you don't have to have one. <laughs> 
but if you want one, it's about $80. Amazing. Okay. You really only need one for your side unless your husband also wants a... My husband sleeps in a different room. There you go. Problem solved. 80 bucks. Done. (laughs) Hit me with your nuts, Have I got a free nuts bond for you? Woo! Free. Well, there you go. You can spend what you saved on (laughs) your flip kit. (laughs) That is girl math. (laughs) Right there. Now, DLs. Everyone with young kids Mm -hmm. goes through a hungry caterpillar stage. Yep. Loves it. Highly recommend going on Instagram and in the search tool, search hashtag monarch butterfly. Okay. And you will be served time-lapse videos of caterpillars making their chrysalis uh-huh. and then emerging as butterflies. Oh, cool. I showed my kids Did they freak and out? they lost their damn minds. Yes. It is amazing to see. And, look, you don't need to go searching for a doco about it. It will serve you up. And my kids were yeah. like, more, why, why more. Tr- why help them have a long-form um, attention span <laughs> when you can just hit it quick with a 20-second video? Yeah, get that <laughs> dopamine hit. Next, next, next. next. <laughs> you know? But it's great. It's bringing the hungry caterpillar to IRL oh and they're God. really into it. That's great. There's so many cool little things yes, on Instagram can that I just you can say, show kids. It's amazing. Like even me, a grown human adult, <laughs> fresh out the chrysalis, <laughs> just watching it build its little cocoon. Are you okay? Do you know what? I love my simple mind being in awe about the beauty of nature. <laughs> I, it's just like I'm witnessing the world through my kids' eyes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Cheesy statement, I know, but mm. it's true. Like yeah. I was like, that is fucking cool. Yeah. It's morphed. Can we not evolve yeah. like a fucking butterfly? I feel the same way about crystals and I know crystals get a bad rap, but like it's a naturally forming thing. It's mm. fucking cool. It's beautiful. It's like a beautiful flower. You're like, this has just sprung from the earth, motherfuckers. Yeah. This is a cool thing. It is a cool thing. We sound real old. <laughs> All right, DLs, I think we better wrap this one wrap up. It right but up. as always, thank you for hanging out with us. Thanks for being here. Hope your 2024 is off to a cracking start. It's been really nice getting messages saying, yay, my besties are back in my yeah. ears. We're so happy to be back. We got some lovely messages about last week's episode and there's a lot more to come. We'll be back in your ears on Friday with the bestie hotline. Bring, bring. See you there. Bye-bye.